Today is the 7th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it is wonderful to be here around the global campfire with you today. It's a special day. We have completed... Well, we haven't. We're about to complete our first full week of the year and our first full week on this journey through the scriptures together and just kind of getting moved into the year and uh, establishing the rhythm. That's a big feat. We have moved through it. We are settling in for the journey of a lifetime. And so it is wonderful to be here with you today as we take the next step forward. And of course, that next step leads us to the place, the exact place that we left off yesterday, which happens to be back in the book of Genesis. Today, Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 through 18, verse 15. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened ten years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, This is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, Look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord, who had spoken to her. She said, 
You are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named Beer, Lahai Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. And God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give the entire land of Canaan, where you now live as a foreigner, to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, Your responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. This is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you must be circumcised. You must cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign of the covenant between me and you. From generation to generation, every male child must be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This applies not only to the members of your family, but also to the servants born in your household and the foreign-born servants whom you have purchased. All must be circumcised. Your bodies will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. Any male who fails to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for breaking the covenant. And God said to Abraham, Regarding Sarai, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarai. From now on, her name will be Sarah, and I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly, and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. And Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. How could I become a father at the age of 100, he thought. And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? So Abraham said to God, 
may Ishmael live under your special blessing. But God replied, No. Sarah, your wife, will give birth to a son for you. You will name him Isaac, and I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. As for Ishmael, I will bless him also, just as you have asked. I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will be confirmed with Isaac, who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. When God had finished speaking, he left Abraham. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in his household, including those born there and those he had bought. Then he circumcised them, cutting off their foreskins just as God had told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised. And Ishmael, his son, was 13. Both Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on that same day, along with all the other men and boys of the household, whether they were born there or bought as servants. All were circumcised with him. The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said. Do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, Hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough, and bake some bread. Then Abram ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servant, who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. 
But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. Matthew 6, 1 through 24. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. 
But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Psalm 7 A psalm of David, which he sang to the Lord concerning Cush of the tribe of Benjamin. I come to you for protection, O Lord my God. Save me from my persecutors. Rescue me. If you don't, they will maul me like a lion, tearing me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done wrong or am guilty of injustice, if I have betrayed a friend or plundered my enemy without cause, then let my enemies capture me. Let them trample me into the ground and drag my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in anger. Stand up against the fury of my enemies. Wake up, my God, and bring justice. Gather the nations before you. Rule over them from on high. The Lord judges the nations. Declare me righteous, O Lord, for I am innocent, O Most High. End the evil of those who are wicked and defend the righteous. For you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge. He is angry with the wicked every day. If a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword he will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and shoot his flaming arrows. The wicked conceive evil. They are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others and fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires on them. The violence they plan falls on their own heads. I will thank the Lord because he is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Proverbs 2, 1-5 My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. And you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Okay, so as we 
complete our first full week together, we are greeted with something that we literally cannot ignore. Literally. We we cannot ignore this because it is essential, irreplaceable in our faith journey. But first, in the book of Genesis, now Abraham has a son. He didn't have the son with his wife, Sarah. He had the son with uh, Hagar, a wife that was given to him by his wife. And that has obviously caused some issues. But then the Lord comes by and sees Abraham and Abraham feeds the group of people that are there and the, the prophetic word is given about this time next year you will have your own son like Sarah is going to have a child both of them laughed to themselves about that and in the end Sarah says no I wasn't laughing I wasn't laughing and the Lord says but, but you were you were laughing And about this time next year, you will have a son. And we will certainly watch that story play out in the days to come, but it does give us an opportunity to consider the things that we sense the Lord instructing us or uh, promising us. And whether or not those things are impossible enough for us to laugh about them. I mean, it's like we're here at the beginning of the year. And so it's not a bad time to think about this time next year. What is life going to look like? What direction are we walking in? Are we walking toward this promise? Or are we standing still and spending our energy laughing about the impossibilities? It's a great time to spend some time reflecting upon that. Because how this year is going to go for us will be transformative. That's what the Bible does. But we will end up in whatever direction we go in. Like If we walk in a straight line in a certain direction in our lives, that's where we're going to be on that path. And so it's a good time to think about this time next year. But then we flip over into Matthew's gospel and Jesus is doing some teaching. And generally the teaching that we are reading from today is Jesus talking about hypocrisy, talking about doing things in secret, because God who sees everything then sees what's done in secret Because the things that are done as a performance to sort of bolster the image that we are presenting to the world, like if we're doing the right thing so that we can be seen doing the right thing, then our motive is exposed. We're doing it to be seen. And so Jesus is teaching That life is from within. These things that you do in secret, those are things that are true about you. The things that you do for your image, your motives are different. The truth of life comes from within us. Not a performance that we give so that we can look 
a certain way. And Jesus even brings that into prayer. Like, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't go on and on and on. And don't be in public where the whole point is for you to be seen as pious. And then he says, look, when you pray, pray like this. And that is where we get the globally famous Lord's Prayer. In fact, let's pray it together. Let's pray it together around the global campfire. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So like, Probably a good majority of us, thousands and thousands and thousands of us just prayed this together, which is beautiful. But we just prayed something that we need to pay attention to because we just prayed something that is essential. So Jesus taught us how to pray. He gave us the Lord's Prayer immediately after saying this. He spoke something that is irreplaceable. Like this immediately follows the Lord's Prayer. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Like that is from Jesus. So all of the sudden forgiveness is a category that reaches the top of the list. If we want to free ourselves and experience transformation in our lives. And we just prayed this, forgive us our sins or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass or sin against us. Forgive us as we forgive is the Lord's prayer. And then Jesus brings it out and says, that's how it works, friends. That's how it works. If you're not willing to forgive, then how is it that you expect forgiveness? And I realize, having been in ministry a long time and having, having seen plenty of things that people are willing to do to each other, how difficult some forgiveness can be, how traumatic some of the offenses and sins against us are. Like, I'm not trying to make this easy or trite or simplistic. I'm just saying Jesus is telling us that this is how things work. 
And we could very easily go like, that's just simply not fair because of what I've gone through. We have to, though, remember Jesus as he's being affixed to an executioner's beam with nails through his appendages to attach him there as he's praying, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Like none of us, I don't think, have been crucified. Like we haven't reached that level and we're watching this be modeled and that wouldn't have been easy for Jesus. And so it's not about whether or not this is easy and it's not diminishing the pain and traumas that we experience out in our lives at the hands of other people. Because forgiveness isn't just about letting somebody get away with something. It really fundamentally, coming from within, is saying, I can't keep this inside of me. This is poisoning my entire life. Like, this is shaping everything. I can't keep this inside of me because I'm holding on to a person and an event. I'm carrying it around within me as if it is ever present and ever ready to give me pain and suffering. Like it's simply acknowledging I don't know whether I can release and forgive or not. But by holding on to this and holding it within myself, I am, I am enslaving myself to this. I'm trapped. Forgiveness is sort of like the first step at open hands to say, I can't carry this. I don't know how to let a person get away with what they did, but I am not the judge. I am not the one who makes the call here. I can't release them. I can't release the event, but I I can surrender it to God. I, I can let go of it and release it to God. That is what we're talking about here. And that is the first step. Releasing it, releasing the, the event or the people involved, releasing them to God, releasing them to the actual judge, allowing the Most High to deal justly in ways that we have no comprehension, to release so that we can be set free, not to release so that somebody can get away with something. To release so that we are no longer chained to it. Understanding that we are in constant need of forgiveness. And realizing that forgiveness isn't something that just flows to us. It's something that flows through us. And depending upon our story, like I'm not saying this is something that you make a decision to do this moment and that's it. That's the end of it. Some of us can do that depending on what's what's going on. But to understand that this is an actual category 
actually spoken to by our Savior helps us to understand that this isn't something that we can continue to ignore. And it's not because the Lord is mean. It's because he is putting things back together. He is putting us back together. Maybe we have been fractured and broken, but we cannot keep the poison within us and get put back together. We realize that Forgiveness is the ticket to our own freedom. And when we can learn to let go, then we realize we don't have to carry the dead weight around in our lives anymore. And so forgiveness. Big topic. Different for every single one of us. But the end result is still the same. Our freedom. And so working through this, has to be a category in our lives as we move through the scriptures. And may we begin today, right here at the end of our first week, if we begin this practice of making forgiveness an actual category in our lives and begin to observe ourselves in the ways that we're carrying offenses around and unforgiveness around and how much that is actually affecting us, how much energy it takes to maintain that, how much pain and suffering it brings us, what would it look like if we weren't dragging those things around anymore? That's how we begin to imagine what forgiveness will do for us. And so, Father, we invite you into this because this is not something that we can ignore, but it's not something that we want to face either. And so we need your guidance. We need you to come speak truth into these situations. We need your comfort and your counsel that we might know how to navigate letting go and releasing events and people to you so that we are no longer dragging these things around in our hearts. So come Holy Spirit and teach us what it might look like to forgive. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. That's where you find out what's going on around here. And so find out. Find out what's going on around here. You can also download the Daily Audio Bible app from whatever app store is connected to your device. Just search for Daily Audio Bible and uh, install that and take the journey from there. Check out the community section. There are links there to the different social media channels that we participate in. So it's kind of good to maybe follow along that way when there are announcements and stuff that gets sent out. It'll maybe show up in your feed. Uh, But just be familiar with that. The community section is also the home of the prayer wall, which is always available to us when uh, things Get sideways. We have a resource. We can reach out to our brothers and sisters, share what's going on, 
and allow our brothers and sisters to pray for us and we can just go there and pray for people, let them be encouraged by our words and our prayers for them. And so certainly check that out. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you. We couldn't couldn't do this if we didn't do this together as a community. And so thank you humbly and profoundly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And of course, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, this is Joy and Kim praying for you in Kansas. This is my first call. Um, I'm also celebrating today my first year uh, with DAB. My uh, youngest son kept bothering me about doing it, and I thought, oh, great, something to add to my to-do list. Um, He kept talking about this global campfire, and I didn't see how community could be built um, online in such a way that it has. And hearing the words of my Brian um, has added so much my reading uh, the Bible as well as listening and him adding his knowledge telling me things that I wanted to know and sometimes things that I didn't want to know but needed to hear Um, and then listening to the request for prayers and the prayers uh, for others have been a a great blessing and I on, I am honored to pray for my wonderful DAB family, and I fully understand the community now. Um, I am backing up 2022. I'm looking back at all the wonderful blessings that God has given me, and I'm looking forward to 2023, 2023 and praying for all of you and keeping the community going and hearing the Bible again. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, this is Micah in awe in Kansas City, Missouri area. I just wanted to reach out and uh, give some messages to some dabbers. Sean 316 really hit me in the heart today with what he said, um, talking about he wished he would have been able to tell Pelham what he meant to him. And I want to tell you all what you meant mean to me. Like, you all are staples in my life. Many of you that are consistent callers, like Sparky and... Uh, Victorious Soldier, Blind Tony, so many others. There's so many that I I know you whenever I hear your voice, but it's hard to list you all. Um, you mean so much to me. You're, you're friends to me, even though you're not here in person. But I love you so dearly, and I hope that your lives are going well. And uh, I'm here praying whenever I hear your prayer requests. Today I want to pray specifically for Peggy in Texas, your son Ben. Uh, made me weep when you told me what was going on with Ben. And um, I just want to ask, 
I'll just pray now. Father, we just ask for Ben, Lord. We ask for some normalcy in Ben's life. We ask that you let him be the father and the husband that we want him to return to, Lord. We want him to be able to be that in a healthy way, Lord. I know that he has all these medical issues that have caused him to have to be in physical therapy places. We ask for a miracle, Lord, a reversal of the stroke, um, healthy, the tremors going away, where he can begin to do things on his own, Lord, and where he can get some semblance of normalcy back in his life. And Lord, we ask for just comfort during this time and encouragement for Peggy. Thank you for women like Peggy, mothers like Peggy that pray. And uh, please, Lord, we, we just ask for a modern day miracle here for Ben. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I love you guys and be safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Hey everyone, Happy New Year. This is Pam, his ransom soul in New Jersey. It's been quite a long time since I've called in here. I guess you could say I fell off the DAB wagon and I could offer excuses as to why that is and why it happened, but I won't because that's not the reason that I called in today. I wanted to call in and say to Mark Street from Sydney, Australia, Mark, I'm praying for you. Darling, I want you to know that you are not the only one that this kind of thing happens to. I've done it, I've lost my cool, and I've snapped horribly at family and friends more times than I care to admit. We all fall short, keep that in mind, Mark. I dare say that there are many of us here who have been in your shoes and feel awful about it. But our God is loving and forgiving. He's merciful, filled with compassion, and as the song that played on January 1st when your call aired states, you are perfectly loved. You've asked God for forgiveness. I'm sure you've asked your mom for forgiveness. And I'm praying you will be able to forgive yourself now and keep moving forward and not let the enemy trip you up any longer, Mark. God bless you, brother. Hey, this is Pam, his ransom soul in New Jersey. Today's Monday, January 2nd. And I just wanted to say to God's chosen from California, thank you so much for calling in today and for singing with your daughter. It was so beautiful to hear the both of you, and I could actually hear the smiles in your voices as you sang. As a mom of a special needs adult son, I know how hard some days and even some seasons can be. So hearing this today just filled up my heart and it made my day. So thank you for sharing that with all of us here. May God bless and keep you both, and may the joy of the Lord be your strength always. Hi, DAB. This is Woman of the Lord, and it is my first time calling. This last year, I embarked on DAB for the first time, and I'm so elated to have completed it. I'm even more elated to start this journey again for the second time. And I also finished my first ever Bible study in the month of December, and my takeaway from the year has been a newfound meaning in prayer and the belief that it does work. My challenge for this year is to listen to the prayer wall daily and to keep you all in my thoughts and prayers. So I ask for your support and guidance that the little light inside of me stay lit and that I can continue to grow with you all as the year progresses. 
I want to say a special thank you and a special prayer for Dr. Ryan, my mentor, who introduced me to the DAB. And what a wonderful human and light she's been in my life to have a rekindled relationship with God. Thank you so much. I also want to pray for everyone here in the Daily Audio Bible, as well as Brian, uh, who's constantly reminding us to have eyes to see and ears to hear so that we may act when God answers us. Thank you, everybody, and Happy New Year. Hi, DAB family. This is Gigi from Gville calling in asking for prayer. I am still in nursing school in my last semester, and we recently found out that I'm pregnant again. My um, first baby girl is, she, she's gonna be 11 months this month, so almost a year old. And um, uh, it, we're having another girl, and the due date's July. So I just need to get through these last couple of months and um, then I'll be at home um, doing the online bachelor's program. So that'll be a lot easier. Um, yeah, we didn't think, we weren't planning on this, that's for sure. Um, but I believe God is helping us through it already. And it would be nice, yeah, having two little girls close in age, they'll be friends. <sighs> yeah. Thank you for your prayers. Have a good day. Love you guys. Bye.